How are you doing in second lockdown, church? Uh, are you okay? How's your mind? Well, I just want to say today, we want to talk about resilience, strength, being able to push through and to get into where God really wants us to go to. If you've got a Bible with you, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to just read four verses, some of my favorite verses, because they're three clear pictures of how we should be as Christians. Just before we read that, I just want to say, those of you who've downloaded the uh, Bible version app, make sure that you follow along with the notes there. You can make your own notes, and you can share your thoughts with people live through texting them or WhatsApping them, and just cut and paste your notes. Say, hey, this is what I thought about that point. Come on, let's interact a lot today. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 7. Should we read that right now? It, it says this. Paul says, join me in suffering. What a great invitation. Join with me in suffering. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Like a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, all those who compete as an athlete it does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Now reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into this. BCC and those of you joining with us first time, welcome. I just want to say this to you. Having done so well and come this far I want to encourage you not to miss out now. Not to miss out in getting everything that God is trying to do through this season. You know, there are some famous miss-outs. There's a guy called Joe Green who was invited by Mark Zuckerberg to help him to create Facebook. And because they both got in trouble about another website that they had created, uh, Joe's dad advised him not to get involved with Mark Zuckerberg's project. And he missed out on $2.3 billion worth of income. Kim Hill was the lead singer in the Black Eyed Peas and, uh, in the 2000, and she decided just to leave the band, and Stacey Ferguson joined in 2000, and then they went global. Oh, Kim, you missed out. Ronald Wayne was the third shareholder in, in Apple, and he sold his 10% share stake. He'd kept them for 10 days, and he sold them for $800, and in doing so, he missed out on $75 billion worth of shares. Don't give up too early. Don't miss out. Don't become impatient. It's time for us to be resilient. You can't give up too early. The danger is, in our mindfulness, is that we could miss out now. There are two main ways that we miss out. The first is, we see the end, and we start gasping for it. We start reaching for it before it's to be. You know, I've likened it to this. I said to our team this morning, it's like that we're in a five-mile race, and we're on mile number three. We're much further than where we were, but we're not quite 
close enough to the end yet. And I want to say that to you. Don't be gasping for the end of this season too soon that it fills your mind. Because actually, God has still got lessons for you in this season. Can I just say that to you? And let me even prophesy it over you. God has still got lessons for you in this season. And those lessons and those words need to come out. So don't gasp for the end before the end should come. The second reason that we lose our mindfulness is that we simply lose our patience. That we've just had enough. But remember, the, the verse that I highlighted right at the beginning of our reading, Paul says, join me in my suffering. And what what he's saying, join me in suffering, he's saying, come on, come and be a part of it. Stop wishing it away, but actually say, hey, I'm in this, I'm a part of this, I'm going to make a contribution to this. Our mindfulness depends on it. We need to uh, build into our lives something that was called resilience. You heard Phil say that he checks out cornerstones and he checks out whether there are minefields there or, or mine shafts and things. And, and Adanzi's saying that uh, she looked to God in, in that time. We need to build resilience. Now, resilience is the ability to adjust and recover. Adjust and recover. Uh, Say that with me at home, adjust and recover after a massive shock. You can learn to adjust and learn to recover. Resilience uh, in a a metal is that it returns to its proper shape. Resilience in a person is that you can adjust and recover. Today is about building this quality into our mindfulness, the ability to adjust and recover after we've had this interruption. It's not just done by one magic move. It's not done by one sense of saying, okay, I I come to the altar and receive prayer and then it's all over. It's not done by that, although that's really valuable. I can't wait for the day when you can come back to the altar and receive prayer, of course. But it's done, and we build resilience in our lives by building patterns into our lives right now. So everybody watching, come on, let's dig in. Come on, everybody, say to the people in your family at home, let's dig in. Uh, you know, when, when we were back on campus, we used to say, turn to your neighbor and say, and, and sometimes I'd annoy people by saying that, but why don't you just turn to your family right now and say, come on, family, let's dig in. It's time to build some things into our lives. There are three pictures in this scripture how we build resilience. Picture number one is the soldier. Although his arena or her arena is battle, remember what the Scripture says here. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, can I remind you that it's his battle? Can I remind you that only the battles he wants you to fight are the battles that you should fight? And that the soldier is under a commanding officer. To build resilience, you have to stay on 
purpose and in your purpose and have a sense of purpose. This is the key attitude for the soldier. Remember what the Bible says. It says, the soldier does not get entangled into civilian affairs. You know what that means? It means, in other words, he doesn't get involved or she doesn't get involved in the life that's not assigned to them. The soldier doesn't look over to what's happening in the civilian life and say, ah, I I think I could improve that. No, the soldier says, I'm serving here. I'm doing this. You have to understand that you've got things in your life that are are assigned to you. Now, for, for some of us, we're thinking, you know what, Mark, you often talk about life purpose, and some of us, we're not clear what our life purpose is. We're, we're not really sure uh, what we should be we doing. If you can't answer the purpose question, let me get you started by being involved in three areas. You've heard me say this a lot, but, but I'll say it so that you can remember it. First of all, prayer, care, share. Those three things. If you will pray, and you will say, right, I'm going to pray for that person, or I'm going to be involved in this prayer campaign, your purpose will start getting moving. If you will care, in other words, if you'll say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to ignore the Ladywood Project and leave it to everybody else. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to be somebody who's caring. If you will do that, then purpose will start moving in your life. And if you begin to say, I am going to share, why don't you at some point this week share this service or text somebody, witness to them, Tell them that that God loves them. Tell them that we've all done something wrong. Tell them that there's forgiveness in Jesus. Tell them that all they have to do is invite Jesus in. If you will share, if you pray, care and share, your purpose will get moving and come. A soldier stays in purpose and on purpose. When we spin too many plates, it's easy for us to get knocked off our stride. If we have so much in our lives that we're running from one thing to the next all the time, it's easy for the enemy or some sort of hurt just to give us a small nudge and the whole thing collapses. You know, Jesus prunes us for fruitfulness. Sometimes we have to prune ourselves for survival. So, the soldier says, stay on purpose, stay in purpose. And uh, it's incredible if you'll begin to do that. I've got a friend whose wife has just started to work for the army. She's a civil servant, and she made this remark. She says, you know, the army are either training for battle or they're in battle, nothing else. They're very focused. They're either training for battle or they're in a battle. When they're training, it's like that they're saying we are getting ready for something that may not even come. It's really important. If you're going to build your resilience that you begin to dig into your sense of purpose. Another uh, way, an important idea of building resilience is to notice that although the soldier is in battle... Her focus, his focus, is not on the ups and downs of the battle. Look what Paul says. 
He says that they do all they do so they can please their commanding officer. Your focus is not the battle. You know, some Christians, they're fighting about everything. They've got an opinion about everything. They, they go on Facebook and social media and argue. They'd argue with their own shadow. You know, the interesting thing is, is that Paul says you're in a battle, but the battle uh, and everything you do is to please your commanding officer. This is our focus, nothing else. Jesus, how can I please you today? Jesus, what would be pleasing to you today? Resilience comes when you have purpose and the focus to please Him. You'll be able to adjust and recover when you think to yourself, you know what, in my mind, what is going to be the most pleasing thing for God today? Come on, Christians, come around your purpose. If you feel like you've lost track a bit, get back on track, prayer, care, share. Come on, get back on, get into the purpose that God has called you to. The second picture that Paul lifts up is the athlete. When we think of the athlete, though, some, some of us don't realize that actually we're thinking of competition and competitiveness. Uh, whereas the soldier trains for battle, the athlete trains for personal improvement. If you're going to build uh, resilience in your life without putting inappropriate pressure on anybody. I'm going to be really careful what I say, but I want to ask you this question, where do you need to improve? You see, resilience comes when we upskill. We, we, we have to learn to have this upskilling. A lot of us have had loads of upskilling in this season. Oh, we've had so many challenges even to bring the live stream. I also have had terrible internet moments. Even last Tuesday at the prayer meeting, I, I kind of messed up with some sort of subscription and couldn't get it working properly. But in the background, we're upskilling all the time, not just about live streaming though, but what about in our spirituality? What about in our Christian lives? This upskilling has made us richer. I wonder today if you could upskill in your life. I wonder where you need to be like the athlete that says, you know, I do this well, I want to do it better. I'm, I'm a good listening ear, but I'm going to listen with more discernment. I, I'm the sort of person who's good with words, I'm going to use my words for healing. As an athlete, that an athlete has specific goals to grow themselves. I wonder if you've got any goals to grow yourself. You build resilience in your life when you have a goal to say, I'm going to grow. Now, I want to set a challenge, BCC to everybody. I want to set a challenge for you. I wonder if you could have a personal goal, a professional goal, and a spiritual goal before the end of lockdown. That by the end of lockdown comes, when is it, December the 2nd or something, that you would have said, right, personally, I'm going to do that, read a book or something. Or, and then professionally, I'm going to do some more in my, in my job. I'm going to make a goal. And what about as a, in a spiritual goal? Hey, I wonder if I could set you the challenge today that you would prophesy by the end of lockdown. 
that you'd prophesy over your family or over someone, and that you would ask God to give you a prophecy. Come on, let's make some goals that we're, that we're getting on and that we're pressing on in God. Now, of course, that's down to God, and it's by His grace. But if you never have a desire, the Bible says, desire spiritual gifts. I wonder if you could desire that God would use you. Yeah, just because we're online, it doesn't mean to say we can't still be filled with the gifts of the Spirit and be used by the Spirit. But the athlete competes, the Bible says, according to the rules. That means that he or she has boundaries, that we've got limits on our lives and biblical truths to guide us so that we don't make inappropriate goals that are going to endanger us and harm us, but we have goals that are biblical. And the Bible says, desire spiritual gifts. I wonder if you can make a goal right now for the end of lockdown, and then what about for the end of the year? I wonder where, by this time next year, how you're going to be as a Christian. I wonder what goals you have. You see, whereas the soldier trains for battle to please the commanding officer, an athlete trains in order to improve themselves. You see, we build resilience into our lives when we have a sense of purpose. We build resilience in our lives when we have some goals. Some of us are not resilient. We're being blown about by every wind of teaching and every opinion that's on the internet because we have no goals of our own. The third picture that Paul paints here is the farmer. The farmer is somebody who works for the long term. The soldier is for battle. The athlete is for self-improvement. But the farmer is involved in long patient work. If you're going to build some resilience in your life, that ability to be able to adjust and recover, then you have to be working with a view to something long-term. I was in a seminar this last week, and it, said, and it asked us to project two years in advance. Well, I've been doing so much adaptive leadership about adjusting uh, uh, every few weeks that I, I couldn't really get my mind about projecting two years in advance, but it got me thinking about, you know, we've got to make some long-term investments. How are you investing in your children? How are you investing in something more long-term? You see, you have to keep investing in something long-term and keep chipping away at it. But it's not all work and work and work with no payoff. I want to say, like, kind of two things in tension. I want you to really catch what I'm saying. You need to be a person that isn't just about, oh, let's get through the pandemic. You've got to think beyond that and begin to start planning for afterwards. And begin to say, well, what are some of the things I'm going to do this next year? And begin to invest in those things right now. If you've never read the Bible through, why don't you buy yourself a one-year Bible for Christmas? And begin to say, I'm, I'm going to invest in that. 
If, you've, if you're the sort of person that you, you think, you know what, I really, I, I don't really like my job, but, but, you know, I've just got to make it through this time. Why don't you start praying about the job that you really want? Begin to invest in the long term. That's what a farmer does. They plant seed, invest in it, and then they, they water it, pray over it, and they, they just wait. And waiting's the hardest thing, isn't it? But I want to say a word that's kind of in tension with that. Some of you have been investing and you've been, you've been placing all your eggs in one basket and you've not seen any fruit over a long period of time. You know what a farmer does? When they invest, they expect, in fact, the Bible says, expect some return. And after year, after year, after year, if you don't see something in return, it's time to leave it. And I believe this is the prophetic end of this message. I believe I'm speaking to some people in particular that you've invested, you've invested, you've invested, you've given it time. It's not like you've, you've given it two weeks and, and dug the seed up and said, what are you doing? Why aren't you growing? You've invested, you've invested, you've invested, and yet nothing has come back. Nothing's come back from that relationship. Nothing's come back from that initiative. Nothing's come back from that ministry. It's time to do what a farmer does, redig and plant some new seed and to leave it. Can you receive that word from me? But the, the athlete and the soldier, the soldier trains for battle, pleasing the commanding officer. The soldier knows clearly her purpose and his purpose. The athlete is always saying, what's my next goal? What's my next performance level? The farmer is saying, I need to invest in the long term. Hey, I want to say to you, look past this pandemic. Don't get impatient, but begin to invest past it. Can you receive that word and, and God will help you? You know, <clears throat> you may have to try some things that you've never done before. Um, I'm quite proud of myself. I bought Kathy a Nigella cookery book, Eat, Cook, Repeat. And, and uh, you know, we tried her new fish finger recipe. Uh, I'm not sure it was any better than a fish finger sandwich, but we're trying something new. And I just want to say to you, you know, come on, church. We can, we can upskill. We can do things. We can, we can push on to new things together. You see, we need to expect that we'll be in a battle. So let's stay focused. Let's look to improve and set some goals. Let's work hard now for some long-term things will come. Don't give up yet because God is investing in you. I'm going to just ask the worship team just to come back. You see, resilience, that ability to adjust, that ability to recover, that, that ability to say, I'm not going to give up and miss out. Resilience is built up over time, and now it's time to build into you the things that you are doing and the things that you need. I wonder where you're vulnerable. You know, I've been, 
I've been reading really slowly and carefully the book of Nehemiah. And I think about how he's building a wall. And I just want to leave you with this question. Where are the gaps in your wall? Where are the things in your life that you need to start filling them in? I wonder if it's your relationships that that actually you've got some terrible relationships that are producing no fruit and you just need to leave it, get them out of your life and move on and fill that gap with some good relationships. I wonder if it's your spiritual goals that's a gap, that that you kind of attend the online church and, and God bless you for doing that and thank you for tuning in. You give a little bit and that's fine. But I wonder if you need to now dig into your spiritual purpose and, and say, you know what, uh, through this pandemic, I am going to become an absolutely serious disciple and that God really wants to minister to you and give you some gifts. I wonder where the gaps are in your life. Let's start filling those gaps in so that we can have a resilient life. Our worship team are going to sing a song that really speaks to my heart and it it speaks about the glory of our King and God is calling you forward to be able to say, you are the answer For people who are weary, for people who are running out of gas, it's now the time for the Christians to step up and say, you can lean on us because we're leaning on someone who's stronger than all of us. Come on, let's worship together. The Lord loves you. Heavenly Father, would you build into us this idea of resilience because we don't want to easily go away. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.